Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I am your host. Today, we are talking about screen time. Again, it's actually a follow-up because um, we had an episode last week about screen time where I interviewed somebody who helps create and produce these TV shows for kids. And I posted about screen time on Instagram and my DMs blew up. So I need to address this again and I need to address something that's happening or a post that, that was posted by someone on social media because this is how quickly um, certain information gets, I don't know, uh, goes viral, I guess, and, and it's misinformation sometimes. So I wanted to do that today. And that's why you were probably, um, you are probably intrigued by the title of this episode. <laughs> and the reason why I threw in Cocomelon is because that was the part of my post that many people didn't like. Um, I basically posted three things that we need to be aware of when we're selecting a TV show for a child. I posted this on Instagram last week and um, I talked about pace, the same thing that we had spoken about last week, basically, you know, we, we want to make sure that it's not very fast paced. Um, and also if it's covering, you know, something more than just like ABCs and one, two, threes, we want to look at, um, social emotional skills, which is why I had brought up, uh, Luna, Chip and Inky, which is a new show that I love that is uh, available here in Canada. And I uh, spoke about language skills. And when I brought up language skills, I did mention um, Sesame Street, you know, they're really good at uh, different words and helping children with language skills. And I did, brought, I brought up Coco Melon. Um, my kids here um, liked Coco Melon a lot when they were younger. Um, Coco Melon and S Super Simple Songs, I think it's called. Um, I would play that on, on YouTube and we would use those songs throughout the day and the week and we would repeat them. They were part of playtime. They were part of screen time. Um, but they were all, all three were older than two, two and a half when they started watching that. Um, what was interesting is a couple people or actually quite a few people mentioned that someone on Instagram had posted that Coco Melon was like a drug. Actually, in fact, what they said was Coco Melon is like crack cocaine. Hmm. Okay, so I looked into this post and and that's what I'm going to discuss with you today. Before I um, talk about this, I would like to thank the Tannenbaum Open Science Institute from the Neuro here in Montreal for supporting the Curious Neuron podcast. And we do have a sponsor for today's episode. I'm excited that today's episode is sponsored by Luna, Chip and Inky, Adventure Rangers Go. The team at Knowledge Kids, British Columbia's public broadcaster, has come out with a brand new animated series for kids called Luna, Chip and Inky, Adventure Rangers Go. It is the first original series and a great addition to their exciting slate of kids programming that includes Paw Patrol, Wild Kratz, and Clifford the Big Red Dog. Luna, Chip and Inky, Adventure Rangers Go is for three to six-year-olds and is available for free and commercial-free across Canada on the Knowledge Kids app and website. You can visit them at Knowledge Kids kids.ca. Um, within British Columbia, the series is also available to watch on television on the Knowledge Network station. In each episode, the trio of enthusiastic helpers tackle problems in their own town, but not before they experience some hilarious flops that require them to look for different ways of unlocking a solution. Our heroes remind young viewers that even though they might feel overwhelmed as they face challenges, looking at the problem in a different way and having the resilience to try again are the keys to unlocking solutions. So thank you for supporting today's episode. If you would like to watch this TV show that my kids absolutely adore, you can click the links in the bio and access them um, through their app or website. 
And as always, if you are enjoying the Curious Neuron podcast, please take a moment to rate it and leave a review on iTunes. And I believe you can also rate it um, on Spotify. And you can follow Curious Neuron on Instagram at curious underscore neuron. I post every single day. I find some articles that I summarize for you on topics about parenting and child development. All right, so let's move on to today's um, topic, which is, you know, is Coco Melon just like a drug? <laughs> so like I said before, there was a post that I wanted to address um, that really um, covered certain things that I didn't agree with in particular. And this week, actually, if you're following me on Instagram, I'm going to cover this in more detail. I'm looking at some articles right now and thinking about how to approach this. I'm not the kind of person that, you know, somebody goes against something I'm saying. I'm not offended by it. I want to look into it and see if what they're saying makes sense. And and this is what I'm in the in the middle of doing now with this post. So this person, and I'm not naming the account because it doesn't matter, and, and they also blocked me. <laughs> um, this person said, young children, but particularly infants and toddlers simply take in the effects of the show lights sounds flashes colors rather than the content itself screen time is essentially just a super intense sensory experience that is true um they are speaking specifically about coco melon but this is true for all tv shows especially for kids who are younger than the age of two and research pushes it to also three so i would say three and under um get more easily hyper stimulated by um tv then the person has a quote. We know from studies of newborn rats that if you expose them to different levels of stimuli, the architecture of the brain looks very different. The newborn human brain develops rapidly during the first few years, um, or two, three years of life, and overstimulation can create habits of the mind that are ultimately deleterious. Now, this is a quote from researcher Dr. Dimitri Christakis, which I've read all his research. He is an absolutely fantastic researcher and has a lot of important studies. I stand by that statement that was said um, uh, that I just um, read to you. However, it still doesn't apply to just one episode or one show. She goes on by saying, Cocomelon is so hyper-stimulating that it can actually act as a drug, a stimulant. The brain receives a hit of dopamine from screen time, and it seems that the stronger the drug, aka the level of stimulation it delivers, the stronger the hit. This leads to, one, young children experiencing very real symptoms of addiction and withdrawal, obviously leaving them completely dysregulated, and two, a, generally, a general discomfort in the speed of everyday life. I still agree with what this person is saying, except for the fact that they put a TV show there. We don't have any research that is specific to Cocomelon that would tell us that it does. We also don't have research in terms of the specific speed. We know that the faster it is, that the more stimulating it is. For example, one that we might not think of is, um, what is it called? Uh, Baby Einstein. Baby Einstein was... I don't know if it still is, but marketed back in the day, seven years ago when I had my first child as like the best thing that, you know, you can buy or purchase for your baby. But now we know that it's hyper stimulating. So there are studies on certain shows, Daniel the Tiger, Sesame Street. Sesame Street is, is the episode or the show that we know is one of the best shows for children. Um, but there's nothing on Cocomelon. So again, I stand by the statements that are being said, but we can't make it specific to a TV show. The person goes on to say that the more a child watches the TV show, um, the more their brain begins to crave and expect the intense level of simulation, making it possible for them to making it impossible for them to play creatively um, and without entertainment. 
Now, if you think that this is somehow an extreme view, this person goes on, goes on to say, or if you think maybe it's an accident by well-intended producers, stop and think. Are the creators of this and other infant TV shows unaware of how much money they're able to make by drugging your toddler enough to form an, um, an actual addiction? An addiction that will inevitably lead to millions and millions of views on YouTube. Now, there was another post, but I wasn't able to go back to it, but they had made a statement that this TV show in particular can cause ADHD or autism. This is, um, these are statements that we need to be really careful for when we're reading people's posts on social media. Again, everything this person said is, is correct in the sense that there are studies that show that it's, um, um, hyperstimulating for very young kids. That is why the American Association of Pediatrics recommends that children under the age of two um, do not watch screen time or uh, screen or TV. Um, FaceTime and Skype does not apply because when you're looking at somebody who's on the other screen, there there aren't any flashes of light, unlike TV shows. So that is why when it comes to very young kids, it is not recommended for them to watch TV. When it comes to a child who's three and over, I believe that three hours of daily TV viewing or screen time is considered excessive screen time. And Dr. Christakis's um, um, studies have shown us that this amount of TV viewing can lead to um, attentional problems. It doesn't lead directly to ADHD. It's not a direct link. So that means you can have a child that happened to watch three hours a day. They're four years old. And by the time they're seven, they don't have any attentional problems. When it comes to research, they are correlations and relationships, never a direct cause. We can't. There are so many factors that play into that. So we cannot have a direct cause. This is why I take issue with somebody putting out a TV show and we might hate it. I know I posted about this on social media and I think it was like 40% of parents said that they hate Coco Melon. I, we get it. We hear the song for the opening <laughs> and her kid goes wild and wants to watch it and we uh, we don't like it. We get annoyed. That's okay. We don't have to like it. You don't have to play it in your house if you don't enjoy it. Kids like it because there is that repetition Um there's the the songs do repeat uh you know the certain words and a child can learn how to speak from it now am i saying that a child has to learn from a screen uh you know from a tv show nope um you know i i am very strongly um supportive of play that's what we've always done in our home open-ended play you know boredom you if you've been following the podcast for a long time you know that that is what i support I don't think that we can learn just from screens and TV shows, especially with young kids, lots of research, um, and especially speech language pathologists, you know, reminding us that a child has to learn how to speak from seeing a person, not from listening to something where you press buttons, not from a screen where you're, you know, um, not really seeing how the mouth moves and how the muscles in the face move. They cannot learn it the same way. What I really want parents to be more mindful of, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I have a six-month-old who's been watching TV every single day. I I didn't know this. This is something new to me. I don't want parents to feel guilty because we do the best that we can with the tools that we have. And this is why 
you know, um, discussing screen time, especially on social media, is very touchy. And, and I try to be mindful about the words that I use because I don't want parents to feel bad if they didn't know. If you know and you choose to, you know, ignore it because you need some personal time, it's a different story. If, if you, we need 10 minutes to, to, or 15 minutes to breathe during the day, and that happens every other day, and we have a child, uh, you know, under the age of two, that's okay. But if a child under the, the, under the age of two is watching TV and using screens for one hour, two hours, three hours a day, we do have to rethink how we're using screen time and, and what we can use in replacement of the screen time. So I had, uh, I had a conversation with Renee from the mom room about this, actually. Um, you can visit her podcast. We discussed this a little while back um, because I really do think that we've looked as a society, screen time is either bad or good. And, you know, it's not black and white. It's, it doesn't work that way. And there's so many factors. So if you have a child who's one and they're watching TV, you know, 30 minutes a day, but that's the 30 minutes you use to do something or take a breath and, and prepare yourself for your day. And you need that to be okay. And then the rest of the day is mixed with playtime and outdoor time and discovery time and connection time. And you're building your bond with your child. Then your child might be fine, you know, like, and I say might because nothing is ever certain. Um, we, we can't make it seem as if screen time is just so simple just so simple as saying it's good or bad. We can't do that. Um, you know, so the, the picture I just painted right now, that parent who's using it a little bit, but then leaving the house and playing with their child and, and turning the TV off the rest of the day versus a parent who perhaps is struggling with their mental health and, and doesn't seem, doesn't feel connected to their child. And they are placing their child in front of a screen and you're using that screen all day because you don't even know what to do with your child and you're home and you're not well and the screen or the TV is being used to replace you and your child is behind on certain milestones, then I would really, really want you to reevaluate how you're using screen time and, and your own mental health and wellness um, because that is the issue that we're, or the problem that we're seeing in research is when a child, especially a young baby, has way too much screen time, it's taking something away. So you could even use that as the question when, how, how much, how much TV or screen time is my baby getting, a baby under the age of two? And what is that replacing? You know, is it replacing me speaking to them? Is it replacing playtime? Is it replacing us being outside because they're just watching too much screen time? Am I seeing delays? Are there delays in motor? Are there delays in language? Are there delays in in um, cognitive thinking? You know, are they not um, um, knowing how to uh, find a ball that's hidden under a blanket, right? That would be a cognitive skill. So we do have to keep that in mind because every, you know, half hour or hour that your child is watching TV, it's taking time away from something else. If you are balancing everything, then that's okay. Um, you know, again, we do the best that we can with the tools that we have. And that is why screen time is just such a touchy subject because, Sometimes we don't have many tools and we do the best we can with those tools. And, you know, some parents didn't know, or I don't know, it, it's everybody has a different story. And as you know, I always try to approach it with curiosity and compassion. So 
to the person that wrote to me, you know, I had really lovely comments after <laughs> after posting Coco Melon, and I'm going to reevaluate. I this week I am going to watch Coco Melon again, and I'm not saying that I uh, recommend this show. It was just an example of a TV show that I enjoyed in terms of the the language because they were repeating a lot. I spoke with a speech language pathologist, and actually I invited her on the podcast, but I asked her, you know, what were her thoughts on on Cocomelon? I actually asked three of them. Two of them said they didn't mind it, and one of them said, actually, I do mind it because the intonations are off. So again, if intonations are off and your child is getting 15, 20 minutes of this a day, it's not going to make a difference. But if your child is only getting this every single day, which was a case study that this Um, particular speech language pathologist mentioned there was a a young boy who was four I believe and he was using the iPad the entire day while his parents worked uh, and and got things done around the home this is why I invited her on the podcast and I will be speaking to her in season four of the podcast which is coming up very soon Um, I, I really wanted to hear this case study because perhaps there are some of us out there that have a similar home environment and we don't realize or know what else we can possibly do. So I thought it was important to cover that. So basically after that post where I had one of the uh, recommendations or not recommendations, but examples of what I was talking about, which happened to be Cocomelon, somebody said, Cocomelon, you've been smoking something to recommend that. (laughs) I assure you, I am not. (laughs) You know, again, I think also this comes back to this black and white thing, or even when it comes to parenting, it's very hard to, to give recommendations because sometimes we do bring up the research and people feel offended by the results. Um, and I'm going to address that. I'm trying to get some of the scientifically backed, um, Instagram accounts that cover parenting to come onto the podcast all at the same time so that we can discuss this, um, because it is a barrier for us or, or a challenge to, bring up research that sometimes points fingers at us and it feels uncomfortable. Um, and to do that without making you feel uncomfortable, because that's not my goal and it's not their goal either. But we do want you to have the research so that you can make these informed um, decisions. So that makes it pretty hard for us. Um, I wanted to end this conversation by bringing up somebody's comment. So they said, hi, so-and-so to the account that blocked me. (laughs) My name is whatever it is. Um, My son is 18 months. He is proof that everything you say about Coco Melon is true. I'm making a vlog about his journey and documenting everything. Something I thought was cute and innocent has severely changed my son. My son was a very happy baby and met uh, and exceeded all of the milestones up until the age of 16 months. His behavior drastically changed. He stopped responding to his names, stopped responding to his name, um, stopped saying the words he once learned and didn't learn anymore. He used to enjoy learning and playing and interacting with others. I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm with him um, all of the time. So I don't understand why this was, I didn't understand why this was happening until doing research. I realized that it all had to do with this fascination and addiction to Cocomelon. It can't be anything else. I have so much more to say and believe this documentation for my son will help educate parents. Um, I don't know what to say. You know, again, there are so many factors and this is what I really want parents to, um, apply when they're, uh, you know, reading comments or statements from people for whichever topic. Okay, whatever that person said, how much Coco Melon were they watching? Were they watching other TV shows? Did anything else happen in the house? Um, Did this person have a medical assessment? You know, if their, their 
going back in their, their milestones? Is there anything else happening? There are so many other factors I can go on and on, but I think we have to always look at these comments and then ask questions. Get curious first if it's true and if, you know, something bad has happened, become compassionate. Um, so all this to say, cocomelon is not um, like a drug. It is not like cocaine. What is addictive and what is super hyper um hyper stimulating is TV and screen time for very young kids. They should not be getting screen time. Any kid that is older in moderation, like anything else, you know, one to two hours a day, if not every day, even better. Um, there are ways that we could change screen time to something else, you know, and, and during the car ride, it can be conversation at the restaurant. It could be conversation. It could be coloring. It could be stickers. It could be something. The more we allow our children to be bored and comfortable with these lulls and these moments where there's nothing else to do, then they will learn how to, you know, stay busy. So here's a little task that I would like you to do this week. I would love for you to assess the screen time in your home and you know, how many hours, write it down. How many hours is your child getting per day? If they are two and under, are they getting daily screen time? And is it more than like 10, 15 minutes? If they are older than two, are they getting, I would say like two to three, are they getting more than 30 minutes daily? Um, and if they're three and older, are they getting two hours or more daily um, screen time? If they are, and screen time includes uh, videos, YouTube, TV, uh, anything from your phone, games, that that is all screen time. You know, if they are, and FaceTime, by the way, and Skype doesn't, doesn't count. So if they are, when, you know, which periods during the day can you replace the screen time for something else? And, and there is going to be um, anger from your child's side. <laughs> and, and, you know, creating a new schedule around screen time is really important for them, especially if they are above the times that I just told you. And there are ways that we can replace it, you know, if, like I said, in the car, uh, you know, at the doctor's office sitting down, just get them used to those dull moments. And that means modeling it, right? So at home, you can have periods of time where there's no screen. You can have per periods of time where you're present with your child. And again, just going back to your child it's themselves, if they are not pretend playing and they're, you know, 18, 24 months, because it starts around 18 months, uh, if they're not speaking as much as they should. If they're going back um, and, and you've noticed, you know, you might have had more screen time than usual, then it is a time to reassess everything. It's not particular TV shows. Um, you know, some just make sure that they're not violent or aggressive and your child's not scared of them. Slower, the better. Um, but, you know, just look at it as a whole and try to reassess what's going on in your home. If you're wondering how um, we approach screen time in our home, well, the way we did it was um, that kids, our kids weren't allowed screen time until they were the age of two. So we were really strict with my firstborn and um, she actually started perhaps closer to two and a half, even almost three. She had not had any screen time besides FaceTime uh, before that. The same thing happened with my second born. He started watching screens uh, or TV right after he turned two. And then with my third born, he started watching a little bit before he turned two, um, maybe two or three months before he turned two. We we were watching, um, what, the way we introduced TV to all three of them was Mr. Rogers, which we found on YouTube. They're really, really slow 
um, Fred Penner's, uh, Fred Penner's Place. These are all the TV shows that I watched when I was young. Um, the full episodes are available on YouTube. So I show them that and some TV, um, not TV, some animal shows. Um, but sometimes they're fast and, and difficult. So I, I, it's hard to find a right show. Um, but it's really up to you to do what feels right for the first show, but really look for the speed. Now my kids are three, five, and seven. And, you know, we don't have daily screen time in our home. We used to have a schedule of Tuesdays and uh, Thursday mornings. They would watch for an hour. Now we've brought that up to an hour and a half and they have screen time on weekends. Weekends is a little more unlimited, um, but there's definitely a lot of outdoor time and playtime and connection time. And as some of you may know, I do work from home. So during the day, I'm homeschooling my child, uh, one of my kids, one of my three kids. The other two are home with me and I work nights and weekends. And sometimes there are weeks where I have a lot of meetings during the day and they get more screen time. During those weeks or that week when I know that I have more meetings and they've had more screen time, I balance that in the weekend. We don't turn it on during the weekend and we make sure to spend a lot of outdoor time. So it's really about balance. Next week, I will be interviewing Susie from Busy Toddler. If you don't know her, you need to follow her on Instagram. I will uh, cover everything about boredom with her. So stay tuned for that episode. Make sure you are subscribed to the Curious Neuron podcast. And if you are Canadian, remember to hop onto the um, show notes to get the links to Knowledge Kids and their new show, Luna, Chip and Inky Adventure Rangers Go. This hits all the boxes when it comes to an educational TV show. And as we learned today, it's not that screen time is bad. We need to stop saying it that way. We need to just find good quality TV shows and make sure that we are watching, um, you know, that young kids are watching it in moderation. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. Bye.